every movie theater I've gone to in the States, like it seems like they take way better care of them than the ones here. Um, <laughs> really? So, what? Yeah, what? I, yeah. would lo- I would love to see the conditions of the theaters <laughs> over there. What the so, fuck? another episode of the geekscape games podcast this is level 200 this is our last episode before the uncharted movie comes out and it's also our double centennial that's right we are back we are back with another episode of the geekscape games podcast the number one video game podcast on the geekscape.net work i'm your illustrious host shane o'hare greeted with my two most favoritest mike poppiness buddies digital Derek and josh jackson what's up hey everybody we are back. We're back at it again. We're back onto a schedule. Uh, last week, no, last fortnight, Carlos and I sat down and uh, had a little, little infuriating uh, <laughs> conversation. Uh, oh, you're like, I don't even think Spider-Man's on PS5, and like all this. I don't know. There was, there was other wacky stuff that I can't even remember anymore, and I was just like screaming in my car. God. Not actually, we- but I was like moderately annoyed that i'm like hey if you you, (laughs) we've had a really good couple of episodes between here and the game passengers uh (laughs) podcast between the spider-man comments and like the baseball comments i was just like (laughs) (laughs) hey hey i I said nothing incorrect about baseball (laughs) (laughs) uh hey we make some mistakes sometimes. We, we, we forgot some things. Uh, and you know what? Uh, we're human. And so we, we move on. All right. Um, but if you feel like you need to air some grievances, this is the perfect podcast. I think you started some... going into the Death Stranding story again or something as well. <laughs> hey, you know, Death... let's, let's just let the past be the past. Okay. We'll, we'll let it go. Death Stranding, not my favorite game. Okay, don't want to air. Don't want to re-air grievances. Now you're you're playing that new Ubisoft game, Ghost of Tsushima, right? <laughs> Ubisoft. There's no NFTs in it. <laughs> um, yet, yet, yet. Um, yeah, no, I'm playing a, an amazing, uh, uh, amazing game, Ghost of Tsushima. It's what I wanted Death Stranding to be. Um, oh yeah, every- you said that, and I was like, "That doesn't make any like, <laughs> like you." It didn't have enough samurais. It yeah. wasn't like you loved that's, that ancient Japan setting. Like- yeah, that's what Death Stranding needed: more swords, more. <laughs> I, I I love how I I love how when I said I I wish it's everything that I wish Death Stranding would be, and you latched onto the setting. Uh, oh what swords well I, no i just don't know what you mean but like they're just completely different Compel- games compelling gameplay a a world that was more enjoyable to explore uh better graphics better sound uh, and a story that i was way more locked into that's uh, yeah just because there was swords and samurais okay who cares right whatever if death stranding had all those things i would have liked it better <laughs> i mean that's fair Hey, but Ghost of Tsushima doesn't have monster energy. Well, neither does yeah. Just the anymore, PS5 apparently. version, yeah. yeah. Which, you downloaded it, all 80 gigabytes and you didn't it, even get the monster energy. Dude, it was such, like, like director's cut. Yeah, my ass. The director cut the best part. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you still get the ads for the Norman Reedus show? I yes. think those were still there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That blew my mind. I took a shit in the game and I was like, what the fuck? There's an AMC ad right here. And my, my dad was watching. He was like, what the hell? My dad's a huge Norman Reedus fan and he loves that motorcycle show. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> you know what? It, it sound that sounds like a pretty intriguing game to me. Uh, it's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> You should have played it at launch when nobody had set up anything yet. Oh, that that, that might that might have. Uh, I don't. Well, think, I don't know if I... you got far enough to see anybody else's things. Yeah, Actually, was... I found your ladder once, Shane. I found that. I found the one ladder you placed. Yeah, that didn't even go across the creek all the way. It's <laughs> <laughs> half halfway in the water. Okay, you know what? We all like different things. I don't like it. It's okay. It's right. That doesn't mean you can't like it. No, it is okay. It's totally okay. Okay. So what's what's great about gaming? You know. Yeah, you can like awful, terrible, shitty things, and it's okay. Yeah, not every game could be Ghost of Tsushima or SnowRunner, my my twenty twenty one game of the year that came out in twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> which which they've launched the Kodiak Island expansion pass season six expansion so, pass of the year twenty twenty two. Sounds yeah, like yeah, it's it's uh, I haven't purchased it yet, but. Uh, um, we're uh we're about we're, we'll get it we'll get into it i've been i've been itching to uh, run some snow which sounds like a cocaine metaphor <laughs> but uh hey, hey bro you want to run some snow but uh i i don't uh, shockingly i don't have any grievances to air this this episode everything's been going great in the world of gaming um so let's see do, do you guys have anything to complain about anything not, not yet <laughs> not yet not yet what it would josh it's been a uh a, a hot minute since we've chatted what what's what's been going on with you uh, in the world of uh, video gaming, um, no matter how much I try to pull myself away from this Game Pass cycle that I've been caught in, and I think I told you guys last time we were on a show together, <laughs> I'm You're just stop. playing whatever's leaving, right? You're just yeah. trying to whip through it, yeah. Right. So, yeah, I haven't been able to do that. Um, I like I said last time, I just have all these games sitting here. I have like Tales of Arise. I have Guardians of the Galaxy all these other games that I've paid close to full price for, and they're just dropping in value while I <laughs> play PS2 games from that I've owned for 15 years, but they're leaving Game Pass, so now is the time to play them. Oh. Um, but yeah, so that's just been my thing lately. I think this this week, it was like Final Fantasy XII, The Falconer, um, Control, and code vein are all leaving at the same time and all all four of those games are ones i wanted to play so i'm like fuck <laughs> like that's just been my time lately yeah control bit of... yeah you probably control was free for on playstation plus shortly after the ps5 launch though so that one at least you, you don't have to worry about oh yeah well with control i beat it on game pass when it first came out but there's uh, like one achievement i want to get before uh, it goes okay. away and then yeah and then i'm actually close to the end of the ultimate edition too but it's like control feels like another hades for me where I like it, but I don't really like it that much. I, sure. I like it enough to play through it, but when people rant and rave about it, I kind of don't get it. But I like it enough to play it three times, apparently. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got the Platinum on PS4 when it first came out, and then finished the Xbox version, and then the Ultimate Edition on Jeez. PS5. I'm like really close to the end of it. I actually played it back-to-back, the Ultimate Edition and the Xbox version, and yeah, yeah. I got really close to the end of the PS5 version, and I was just like, you know what, I'm really fucking tired of this game. So <laughs> like I put it one down of, for a year. One of these playthroughs, I'll understand how this map works. Yeah, oh, fucking God. Seriously, <laughs> I hate the map It's on so this game. bad. That's like the biggest complaint I had about it. I, there were so many times, especially on my first run, 
not so much on the second run because I knew what to expect, but I got lost and I spent so much time the first time I played it just trying to figure out where these stairs go and how, which <laughs> doors are actually open because, like, I don't know, have you played it, Shane, at all? No, I haven't. I haven't. So it's kind of like a Metroidvania style thing where there's a lot of backtracking. Wait, and... wait, are we talking about Hades or Control? Control. Oh, Control. Oh, I've played neither. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> well, glad we cleared that up then. But um, but yeah, it's like it's has a Metroidvania quality to it where there's areas you can't get to and you'll eventually backtrack once you get more abilities and that kind of stuff. But the map is instead of like having a layered map that switches when you're on different floors, it's like it gives you the entire map all on one layer, regardless of if it's oh, multi-floor. Oh, that's garbage. So sometimes it, it'll say your objective is, this, is at this place you've never been before. And then there'll be one section of the map that looks like it goes there, but it's actually tied to a staircase that's like on the other end of the map, but you can't tell that. And you're just running in circles and walking into locked doors for ages until you finally stumble upon the right. Dude, even Turok, even Turok 64 uh, was smart enough to draw and redraw maps depending on what level you're on. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was my biggest problem with the game. I was getting so frustrated the first time I played it. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Derek. I, like, <laughs> I, never, I feel like I'm the only person that I've ever heard complain about that. See, so I thought maybe I'm just an idiot. That's crazy. It's so bad. I've, I've started the game twice and both times, both times I've like, had to you know i've like gotten a pretty good run and been played like played it a bunch and then i'll put it down for a while and then i try to pick it back up again and i'm just like i don't remember the map anymore so i can't play like i don't <laughs> like i'm not i don't want to backtrack that much and i don't want to like go and i don't know i just feel like it's a waste of time like just tell me where i'm supposed to go um mm-hmm. and so like and and what i played i really enjoyed and it seems like the story is super interesting and i'm, I'm super intrigued by the the alan wake connections and all that sort of stuff and i'm like one day i will play this again and i really hope i can make it through it like, i gotta play it when there's like no game new games coming out because that's what distracts me is something new comes out and when i eventually go back to it i can't read the map i don't remember you know what hall is where and i'm like i don't want to waste my time running back and forth through the same hallways over and over so you're not alone Mm-hmm. good yeah because yeah that really drove me crazy like i if if i didn't buy a used copy from gamestop that i wanted to return in seven days before <laughs> the return policy ran out i probably would have put it down too but i was on a time limit so i was pressed for i had all that pressure on me <laughs> oh yeah i didn't yeah. want to pay for it i thought they had a, a 14 day return window did they shrink it mm, well it's always been seven days around here i don't know if it's different in different places. Oh, I thought it was 14 days for some reason. Yeah, it's always been seven here in Canada, even before we were called GameStop. Uh, I don't even, I I don't return games. I just, I buy them and let them sit and languish (laughs) and just be like these effigies of anger and grievances. (laughs) Story of my life. Yeah, I do. That return policy is excellent. I just, I really wish you could put the return towards like a pre-order or something, uh, but they do not allow you to do that. So like, do, do do they give you cash back? No, it's just you have to like use it in the store at that time. Oh, some, no, 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 else. no. No, really? That, that's not like that here at all. It's just, well, it depends on what kind of return, because if it's a used game return, you could just get your money back. Um, if it's that you weird... could get your money back for a used game return here, they like put a sticker on it, like mm-hmm. over the over the like where it would open. And if the sticker is not there, I mean, I guess it's like a plastic clear sticker. So I guess you could peel it a bit and then put it back. But right. 
No, here it's pretty much free rentals, except you can't do it too much because I'm sure it's the same. It's been forever since I worked there. But back when I worked there, it was kind of just like a memory thing. Like if you see the same guy coming in, doing the same thing over and over again, you could deny yeah. their return. But generally speaking, if it's a used game within seven days, you could return it for your full uh, money that's back. That's pretty so crazy. Like usually what I don't really do it a lot anymore, but back when I had more time on my hands, I would like buy a used game at one GameStop and return it at a different one <laughs> so that they wouldn't catch on. What, weren't they weren't they shopping around the idea about having rentals like a rental system? Wasn't this like a couple years ago? Yeah, I think it was something with new games where it was like $60 a month or something like the price of a new game. You could like play a certain amount of new games and then swap them out for a different one. But okay. I think they only did it for like a couple months in a few like test locations mm. and then it didn't stick. Typical, typical. It's a cool idea. I, we don't even have like there's n- uh, there's nowhere to rent games here. We don't have GameFly or anything. Is GameFly mm. still around? Yeah, GameFly is a great place to buy games. Like they just started a big blowout sale, and I bought Life is Strange True Colors for seventeen bucks. Wow, that's crazy. And they had a lot of other games. They had like Guardians for twenty. They yeah. had like, like 10... Returnal for forty five, which is still expensive, but Returnal cheap for is a PS five game. No, but yeah, and it's just like a mix of stuff. So. Oh, God. Two. Gamefly sells fucking Funko Pops. Yeah, they sell everything now. They even sell PS5s, but you have to be a, a subscriber to be able to access it. What the... F- God, what the... F- what ha- what happened to society where all these fucking knickknacks are, are s- such a huge... Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't get it. I, I hate it it's because ninety percent of Funko Pops are just the same figure with like slightly different hair. Yeah. So it's really easy to churn them all out. Speaking knickknack wise, I I've started to disassemble my Amiibo collection and I've thrown a few of them up on eBay. Um, also, bad news in that this weekend when I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing this because they're taking up too much space, and I've been really trying to like like take like reduce and and hopefully soon eliminate like my consumer debt uh and that sort of stuff and so i've been <laughs> why do you sound like a fed uh, I, need, I, need, I need to reduce my consumer debt um anyway so i th- they were just sitting in our spare bedroom for you know since i, I cataloged them like last spring type thing and this weekend i was like finally had the like bandwidth and, and willpower to go ahead and do it. Um, and then I found out a bunch of like, like, I don't know if a window was left open or if there was like a leak during a storm or something like that. But all of the, not all of them, but a number of the figures that were on that table have like some water damage now. Oh no. Um, so, which is super annoying. So like they're, they're all sealed. Um, so the, the figure obviously is fine, but like on some of them, uh, the cardboard is like super warped, like the backer card. And on some of them, some of them is actually like a water stain on the backer card. So like the value of a bunch of them is like really reduced. You should, you should put them in boxes and say, uh, these have been ordained, uh, by, <laughs> by, by the seed of world famous podcaster, Derek Cranavelt. <laughs> that wasn't the water damage. Yeah. It was coming yeah. on Amiibos too. Yeah. I I think the people that do that take the figures out of the package. <laughs> what do you mean? These you, are these you, are sealed, man. Uh, like you you think or uh, you? Uh, I don't know. You're the you're the mod on the the subreddit. You tell us. <laughs> I was um, I was at a, a 
um, Mega 64 Live when I was in LA and I was talking to to Carlos and we were just talking about something and I'm I'm a and I fucking hate this. I hate this. All right. I hate this. I'm prefacing this because I hate it, but I was talking to him about something and I had mentioned that I was uh, a mod on the Mega 64 subreddit. And then afterwards, like we were outside and we were talking with some people who hung out and this guy was like, so did I overhear that uh, you're a mod on the subreddit? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. And he started, he started, great guy, great guy. I was like, oh, dude, don't fucking tell anybody. I hate it. I, it's so, uh, being a mod is just so cringe. I just hate it. But like, he, he was nice and he asked me some questions and I was just like, oh, you tell anybody, I'll, I'll, I'll kill you. <laughs> You could have said no. (laughs) But, like, he overheard me. He's like, so uh, I overheard you. I was like, what did he say? Like, no, no, no. I was lying. I was just trying to impress him. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying trying to impress my friend of years. Derek, what have you been playing? What's good? What's good on the... the, What's what's good? Let's get this bread. Uh, Are we tantalizing the Derek fingies, the Canadian fingies? French Canadian fingies. I don't know now what's happening. <laughs> You're right. What? what? You, no, like I, I, you know, I got the like, let's go, let's get this bread. But the fingies thing, like, I don't. Is that a reference? Josh, do you get it? The fingies, not at all. Like fingers, fingies. No, I understand that. Well, I know these are fingers, but I don't know. I don't know what, like how we got there from. <laughs> let's get this bread, like. What have you? What have your fingies been up like to? French, you know, I thought like French bread kind of looked like <laughs> they could be very large, very long fingers. Um, <laughs> but I like that was just where my mind went. I don't know. What, like I was trying to think of what you were referring to. Um, uh, <laughs> Hey, what have you been playing here? All right, a bunch of stuff. I've been playing a bunch of stuff. I boring. I am um, super excited for Uncharted. No, sorry, uh, the Uncharted <laughs> movie. I'm very excited for for sure. And I'm so excited that I bought the upgrade uh, for the PS5 versions of Uncharted 4 uh, and Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. I had never finished Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, which is surprising because now when I play through it, it's like five hours long. So like, like, how did I not finish this? But I think I tried to play it after the PS five came out. And so I was already used to like 60 frames per second games. And then I tried to play this 30 frames per second game and it was very jarring and I, I didn't like it. And so to be able to play it in 60 frames per second now, um, freaking loved it. It was super, like super interesting story. I liked, love to see Chloe and Nadine, like just to get their backstory a little bit more. Cause they were really interesting characters in the other games. Um, and just the, like, it, I don't know, it's mind, mind blowing on the, uh, the PS five. And, you know, it's got pretty decent, like haptics, which I'm a huge fan of, uh, with the dual sense controller. Um, but yeah, it was like a pretty short experience. And, super like it ended up being a super good deal because sony is so not confident in the uncharted movie that if you uh upgraded early so like before february 3rd so you can't now but if you upgraded early and the upgrade was 15 dollars canadian i think it's 10 dollars in the united states and that's if you own either uncharted 4 or lost legacy you don't have to own both of them but you can get the upgrade and it gives you both games because it's just one package but If you did that upgrade, it also included like a code that 
got e- gets emailed to you um, for like a free movie ticket to go see Uncharted. Oh, um, really? Really? That's a good. Yeah, deal. and the value of the movie ticket. I just got the code today, but the value of the movie ticket is up to thirty dollars. So <laughs> I, you know, bought this upgrade for fifteen dollars. Now I'm going to go buy like a twenty-seven dollars movie, movie ticket what, to. What movie ticket is is? Wait, what the fuck is that? Four D, four DX. Yeah, hold on. Like, everybody well, shut off. Hold on, hold on. Doing it live. Well, what, what the fuck? Just see, happened? we can hear you just fine. What is, yeah. What? Everything. Yeah, I can hear you too. Okay. What the fuck? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> what back? movie ticket is thirty dollars? Well, I live in Canada, so movie tickets start at about fifteen dollars. Uh, okay. And you know, you want AVX? If you have that down there, that's going to be eighteen dollars. You want three D? That's another couple dollars. Not a lot of three D movies now. Um, but we also have, uh, the big like fad here is like VIP theaters. Um, and so they are, um, like smaller auditoriums, so less tickets and they have like big recliner seats that are like heated if you want them and like power recliner and stuff. And then they also have in-seat service. So you can just, there's no like concession area. You just go sit in your seat and then before the movie, like someone will come up and, or you can order like concessions, but also like real food and stuff if you want. Um, but those tickets are about like $27 or so. So, okay. 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 So, yeah, so yeah. there's, there's upgraded experience. There are upgraded experiences. They're also, uh, I don't know. It's interesting in like every movie theater I've gone to in the States. Like, it seems like they take way better care of them than the ones here. Uh, <laughs> really? So, what? Yeah, what? I, would lo- I would love to see the conditions of the theaters <laughs> over there. What the so, fuck? <laughs> so I always get really distracted because, um, like I just feel like the screens here are always dirty. There's always like shit on them or like there's this huge like dark spot that's like super visible in every scene. And once you find it, like you can't look at anything else. And that happens do, almost. Yeah, go ahead. Do people smoke in these theaters? I, I, they might. I don't know. Um, but anyways, like that's like pretty much everywhere. And so I've started almost only going to the VIP theater because there's a brand new one that just opened up. So shit hasn't had a chance to like get dirty or start falling apart yet. And even like stuff like, you know, like the, the rear channel speakers, like buzzing and so, excuse me. So whenever it's like a dialogue scene or anything quiet, like there's just like buzz. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, no one is, can anyone else hear that? Is nobody else bothered by this? And it never changes. And nobody else ever like looks uncomfortable from it. So Maybe I'm just a snob, but I, I don't know. It, it, it sucks. And so I don't know. The Uncharted movie looks terrible, uh, but <laughs> I am going to see it for free. So I'm stoked. Yeah, it's going to be great. See, you had to remind me about that because I didn't find out about that promotion until the last day. Oh, yeah. And I was trying to find my copy of Lost Legacy and I looked everywhere. Like, again, when we're, how Lost we're talking. Leg- about- wasn't Lost Legacy digital only? Not here. At not least. here. Uh, not there. Okay. A, yeah, I had a physical copy, but. You can I was get it on Gamefly. It- I could have, but they can't, they weren't going to rush deliver it that fast, <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't find it. And then the, I just gave up and I ultimately kind of saw it as a net positive because even though the movie ticket was free, I wasn't planning on seeing it, but if I used the free ticket, I would have been going with Megan and then she would have been buying a ticket. So yeah. at the end but, of the day, we <laughs> ultimately saved money. What I did is I went on this forum that I frequent to get good deals on stuff and, uh, <laughs> Um, you you lambast me for 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 stuff and yet you have a message board that you go to to quote unquote get deals yeah i get lots of great deals on is it cheap ass gamer no no it's just like a general deals forum it's not specifically video games but there was a deals there was a it's like the canadian canadian version of slick deals yeah yeah um 
there was a thread about these Slick codes. deals, eh? Yeah, there was a thread about these codes when when the offer was available, and then I went and commented today, like, you know, got my code. I'd love another one. I'll send it to someone ten bucks if they want to give me their code. And so I bought another code for ten dollars, which means me and Michaela can both go for free for just ten Canadian dollars. Holy shit, dude! I'm getting like wild deja vu for some reason. <laughs> Have you talked about getting deals on this website before? I don't know. I, it, I mean, I've been doing it for years, so probably. Holy shit! No, that's that's wild. <laughs> uh, that's like. That's, that's wild. If I had known about it sooner, now that you're bringing stuff like that up, I could have found like a used copy of an Unch- of Uncharted Four and registered it on Megan's name or something. Just get a bunch oh, of free yeah. tickets. Yeah, yeah. But- I um, uh, we were talking about movie theaters, and I remember, um, I I remember seeing The Ring when it came out, and we had like free tickets to our local theater. It was a three screen theater, and the, the mm. screens were too small. I remember the last movie I saw in the theater was Sahara. And I was like, I've never seen a movie theater here in the get- again, because it, when the when Sahara opens up, there's like an establishing shot of a desert mm-hmm. su- surprise, and it says in the corner like, you know, the desert Sahara, <laughs> um, but the words oh had, were had, like, off were off screen. They were on the side of the wall. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I remember seeing the ring there, and I was in the second. The movie theater was full. Full. And she showed up in the seat beside you. No, I, oh. I was in the second from back row in the middle and I'm in the, the movie's starting and I'm hearing a fucking noise. I'm like, what is, <laughs> what is going on? I it was the, the buzzing speakers from Canada. No, I turned to the left and in the far back left two seats, this chick was blowing this dude, like straight up <laughs> giving him sloppy toppy. And I, I was like at the ring, like, what what the fuck's going on <laughs> so that's that stuck with me my favorite part about the ring was watching this guy get a blowjob <laughs> wow uh anyway uncharted the lost legacy was great i'm sure you'd really like it shane based on how much you like the rest of the series well, well i mean the, good the one thing about lost played. legacy is that it, it keeps the same type of gameplay through the whole thing <laughs> there's no sword fight shane so maybe you would maybe you would dig it also it was gorgeous like the the opening your um is like in india and then like it's um it's nighttime and so you're in this but you're in this like area where there's like so many neon lights and stuff like that and it's just like it's gorgeous to play through it's it and it's like five years old i think i think it was 2017 so it's like holds up really well um i was playing the ps5 version but it holds up very well (laughs) um aside from that uh i'm super stoked for horizon forbidden west to come out uh next week stoked enough that i finally finished horizon zero dawn um which Horizon Zero Dawn has a, um, I'm I'm so interested in the new game because the first game has a really like I would say the first third of the game is a bit of a slog, and in fact this is the third time that I tried to play the game and and like both other times when I stopped playing like it feels like if I had played for twenty minutes longer I would have just absolutely fallen in love with it um, because this time when I got to that point I could not put it down and um, the story is super interesting and in even just the like the backstory pieces and the world building that you get by like scanning these different like items that give you like uh, audio logs or text logs and stuff like that to figure out like what happened um, was just fascinating. And uh, I, yeah, I really enjoyed the way that the story played out and the second game looks so freaking good. And it, I, it was much better once I realized how absolutely pointless all of the side quests are in that game and how the rewards that you get for them are not at all worth the time that you spend. And so I sort of like mainlined it a bit and, and just went mostly for the main story missions and, and got through it a bit quicker. Um, All of these things are 
things that they say they took care of for the sequel. So I, I can't wait to to play it next week. Basically, that, that brings up a, a, qu- a question I wanted to discuss with people uh, a few weeks ago. Dying Light Two, like a, like posted a photo like, um, you'll need five hundred hours <laughs> right. to one hundred percent this game. That's and- always bullshit, though. Yeah, but it's it, it it posits the question, or I posit the question of, is it really fucking like worth it if it's five hundred hours for like go collect this, go st- <laughs> go stand on this pixel and like okay cool you did it go find another one yeah, idiot right. I think it I think it really depends on the type of gamer that you are like I um would never ever do that and would never be interested in that like, yeah I'll, yeah I just kind of like especially with an open world game like I basically just. I don't know. I'll I'll play whatever feels interesting. And usually the collection aspect of things, whether it's like, you know, things like the alternate house armors in something like The Witcher 3 or like just like, I don't know, in the Ubisoft games or Ghost of Tsushima when it's like collect this, you know, collect X amount of these things. Uh, that stuff like doesn't interest me at all. And so mostly I just play the missions and, and you know, maybe a lot of them are main missions. I'll still play a lot of side missions to, as long as they... I don't know, as long as the stories of them feel really good. I, I feel like a lot of the side missions, not so much gameplay wise in some cases, but story wise in Ghost of Tsushima, for instance, are super interesting. And so um, so I would play a lot of those, uh, but I don't care at all about mm. collecting things. I don't, I don't know if I said See, this. Oh, go ahead, Josh. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say that brings up an interesting point of debate because that's something that pops up a lot in a lot of games the last like 15, 20 years as things shift more to like open world where it's like, you know, this game's like 200 hours, but it's like it's loaded with like a bunch of fluff that yeah. is boring as sin is really not worth doing. And it's like you could pad it out as much as you can. But it's like for me, if you're if I'm going to go through the trouble of doing a side quest or really focusing on that kind of stuff, there has to be something that it really adds to the game. So mm-hmm. like I think something like Yakuza is a good example where <laughs> you get really good upgrades and stuff. But at the same time, the side stories are so out there compared to the main story that that's kind of its own experience that really enriches the game. Or probably my favorite side quest in any game was Final Fantasy VI, where essentially you could beat the game with like four party members and that's it. And the rest of the people just like vanish. But every side optional side quest towards the end of the game has to do with one of your party members like backstories or whatever and you could slowly assemble reassemble your party and kind of enrich the story if you want to take the time to do that and then if you want to go straight to the end you can too but you're also going to kind of miss a lot of the development and relationships if you decide you don't want to do it so it felt like even though it was a side quest it felt not only necessary but it felt really rewarding to kind of reassemble that team after you guys had been split apart so Mm. like there's a huge difference between that and like say something where it was like gta for example it's like find 100 hidden packages that just give you guns that you can get anywhere anyway it's like it it really makes a big difference on how the game handles it totally that's uh, that's one thing that i like about ghost of tsushima is that um it uh like every little little side quest like Derek was saying just feels really engaging and you'll be walking and you'll come across some um, some fights at a crossroad <clears throat> and there'll be a story like there's demons haunting the forest and then ends up being thieves or like there was one what I, I I get a vibe 
uh, it reminds me a lot when I played Oblivion for the first time, um, because there was a, I, and I've told this story on the show probably, but there was a, there was a part in Oblivion where I just like left the beginning area and started walking. And I found a village full of invisible people. Uh, <laughs> like I, I jumped a fence and was stealing some, some cabbages and I s- heard footsteps, saw the gate open. And then someone walked up to me and the camera zoomed in like I was having a conversation, but there was nothing there. And there was just a disembodied voice. And they was like, hey, save us. This wizard turned this whole little village invisible. <laughs> and I remember going to school and telling my friend about it and they didn't believe me. They're like, nah, you're bullshitting us. There's no way. And I had to take them like, here, good. this this is where it was. And I'm like, well, I'll be. There's a town full of invisible people. And I feel, I get those vibes in Ghost of Tsushima because I'll be be walking through an area and uh, i came across a village where there was a guy pretending to be a samurai um have either of you run into that Mm, it was it was a long time ago so i don't remember oh yeah it was just a village like full of women and like one dude was pretending to be a samurai and you're like oh you start questioning him and everything and like um you know his story unravels and then you go back to the village and like oh yeah we knew he was faking it but you know it was just fun to keep him around it's like like that was that was like a 20 20 30 minute yeah. thing that was completely completely valuable yeah. um it definitely enriched the world way better than totally go, go stand on the square and go look at this wall so yeah I'm trying to Absolutely. think of what what game that is oblivion oh i, I didn't play oblivion so i don't know like go stand like on had so many chances to yeah. <laughs> um yeah, that's I think that's putting it perfectly. It's that it just needs to like, I don't know, just be intriguing. And that sounds like a really whether whatever the end is, whether it like whether you get anything for that or not, like that sounds like a super intriguing story, which is what would make me interested in playing the side quest of a game. Which is which is why I, I didn't like Death Stranding. There, there were were there side quests in Death Stranding. I mean, I, I guess you could take the side. You didn't get far enough to find out. I, I don't know. Yeah, I got to the Too motorcycle spooky. and it was like, yeah. yeah. the The whole game feels like a pointless side Man. quest. The fucking <laughs> ending though, sure got me. Got me. Well, yeah. you have to tell me what it is. I, you can watch it on YouTube probably. Is that Whoa. the Is that the Princess Beach? <laughs> I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, that's a scene that I just seen meme to hell where it's like he's talking to the girl that he's searching for. I'm assuming it's part of the ending, but Um, he, yeah, uh, he says something because they're on a beach. So like Norman Reedus says something like, yeah. So then Norman Reedus says something like, so what? Like, you're like, I'm Mario and you're princess peach. (laughs) And then like a little while later, she goes, she says like, like Mario and princess beach. (laughs) And then they start running on the sand together and it's bizarre. I mean, it's a Kojima game, so it's got to be bizarre. Yeah, but that's that's part of its beauty. Um, yeah. Anyway, Horizon. So that's, that's good. It, yeah, yeah, that's great. It's great. That's <laughs> great stuff. Uh, that is not the piece of the ending I was talking about. That that that, oh. that stuff is very weird, but it had a very touching finale. Um, I feel like so. Um, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn is excellent. Uh, the new game comes out next week. You can also, this is the last time I think you'll be able to save $10 if you buy the, <laughs> Shane, don't do this, uh, save $10 by buying the PS4 version of the game, uh, which gives you a free upgrade to the PS5 version of the game. This was the one where they announced like there was no upgrade path and then everyone freaked out because they said like, 
you know, years ago before it got delayed that it would be free. But then they're like, well, now the PS5 has been out forever, so it shouldn't really count. But then they had to because everyone got really mad. Um, so, yeah, there's a if you buy the PS4 version, you get the PS5 version for free. And there's a $10 difference in price. So why not save a little bit of cash? Shane, do not do that. I am, uh, I am then not... you get two cu- you get two versions of the game too though. Yeah. Super I worth it. Yeah, I don't know why you would want more than one version of yeah. the game. Double trophies for one. Yeah. That's my thing. Like I'm not gonna buy a PS5 only copy until they fucking stop doing the upgrades. Right. Like that's why I, I yeah. bought um what's it called? When oh yeah, I just was talking about how I bought uh true colors. I got it on PS4 because I'm like, fuck it. Beat it on <laughs> PS4 copy it to the ps5 version beat it again get double double platinums there you go what yeah. you, rolling what in you, trophies what do you get for trophies though i get uh, i get a bigger number next to my profile yeah. so yeah that <laughs> sense i could totally see that accomplishment. like yeah i i as someone who is not interested whatsoever in trophies or achievements or anything like that <laughs> do not and, see the value of buying getting more than one more, more than one version aside from well, saving ten dollars well the thing too is that with a lot of the Sony first party games and a few of the third party games, they carry over your save. So you don't even have to play it again. Mm, you just, you just beat it on PS4 it. first, then copy your save to PS5. And then you just automatically get the oh, entire yeah, trophy yeah. list on both. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Like, like, like the game of a generation, Spider-Man <laughs> starring so, the greatest superhero of all time. Oh my God. Don't even, don't even you're, you're bringing you bring i really wish there was a ps5 version of that you're bringing you're bringing you're bringing grievances from the group text to the <laughs> forefront all right josh you were defending me in the group text i was and so i appreciate it i was i was just playing devil's advocate but i mean seriously though they're like, like you need to play that game i mean i, I dude it's whatever no it's, no, it's, it's a not lot, whatever it's a lot more than whatever yeah, yeah. i if if you're gonna call like the best superhero game ever made, it's whatever, the game then that's... that I wish Death Stranding was. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, actually, Carlos sold it to me when we were talking on the on the pod two weeks ago. Um, so uh, I'll pick it up for him, not for you guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that. Um, <laughs> aside from that, speaking of Dying Light, I picked up Dying Light Two on Friday at release. Probably put like four or five hours into it so far. Um, I'm really digging it. It's great to I it, like the the m- movement feels more fluid than the first game, and to be able to play it in 60 frames per second on the the PS5 or the Xbox Series X is great. Um, I it really it kind of does suffer a lot in the resolution department when you're playing performance mode more than a lot of other games have this generation. And so I know they said they're they're hoping to increase it and they're working on it. But right now it's like you can play at 4K 30 or you can play at uh, 1080p 60. And so it is a pretty big difference, but it's just like, I, I, it's like no comparison just just be able to play it that smoothly. Um, story seems like, okay, it, it's moving pretty slowly so far. Um, yeah, really, it's like the gameplay feels great. Uh, the nighttime feels I, I can't I remember being the, very uncomfortable in the nighttime in the first game. So far, I feel like it's I just try to avoid it. Like <laughs> the things are I'm wearing a headset and, and I'm playing uh, on PS5. So it's got like the they're like 3D audio gimmick, um, which I don't know. The, the things at night just sound so loud and so uncomfortable that I'm just like, <laughs> I just need to go to my bed and I need to, it to be daytime because like the sounds that they're making are like horrible in a good way, in the best way. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's great. If you like the first game, you'll definitely dig this. Um, map seems pretty huge. 
uh, I don't know. It, it's like uh, it's like an Ubisoft game, and you know, it's like you're climbing the towers to give yourself more uh, more safe zones. And um, this time, and I, I think it was not the case last time, but this time you like are infected, and so um, you can only go into the dark for like a certain amount of time and so it means every time you're in like a dark building even in the daytime like if you go into a building that's dark like your your kind of countdown starts um and if you i don't know what happens if you get to the end of it because i haven't done that yet but um i don't know it just adds this like tension and this like sense of urgency to like every time you have that to be reminds in building. me of um i am legend it's got a big i am legend vibe did someone just turn a playstation on <laughs> it definitely sounded like that didn't it mm-hmm um, I didn't hear anything. Oh, maybe it was <laughs> smoke detector. Yeah, I don't think so. It's still unplugged. <laughs> I, I, you know, I risk my life every day for this show, just so you guys know. <laughs> no, that like I straight up heard a PlayStation starting up. Did mine turn? I on? also heard a, a beep. Yes, it did not turn on. That's yeah. wild. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. It's I and it was like I waited on. I don't know. I still like pre-order games, even though you're not supposed to. But I waited on this. Well, and it's you almost have to here because like, you know, if I go to if you go to GameStop on launch day for any game and you didn't pre-order it, like generally they just don't have it. Um, like they're like they only get the exact amount of copies that were pre-ordered, which seems crazy because like you when you think like someone will be like, oh yeah, this game came out today and I would like to go buy it, and especially with the. Um, you know how people feel about pre-orders these days like there would be more people that would go buy it on the first day but they only get just enough copies to cover the pre-order amounts and so i lucked out in that you know i i went there and somebody had just somebody had canceled the pre-order and so i got the one i would have gone for the xbox copy but they had one ps5 copy that wasn't claimed basically so i was able to get that um which you know, I was like okay with because I was like, oh, it has some dual sense features, garbage dual sense stuff. It's just like, the, <laughs> like the you know, and and I remember the like there was some like press release or some like article about you know how it, it's so much more immersive on the PS5 because like you know you'll hear the infected better than ever because of 3D audio, and that part is great for sure. Though I don't have the Xbox version to compare it to, but it's like talking about how you know how much more intense it is because like you'll feel the resistance in your swings and everything like that because of the dual sense and it's just like i don't know the the right trigger is like tight sometimes like that's it it just just feels like the most like like i remember being floored by games like well there's so many you know astro's playroom and death stranding and ratchet and clank and um you know even even just the like swinging in spider-man like felt like organic and purposeful and this just feels like like oh he's swinging like make it tight like make it tight like that's it just doesn't do anything (laughs) so Um, so it's no astro's playroom it is no astro no it is not nothing and i don't know if anything ever will be but uh it's certainly not uh dying late too but fun game i'd recommend it especially if you like the first one um yeah it's been a blast i uh have zero interest in that game but it looks uh, it does it have co-op in this one yeah yeah it does have co-op um up to Cro- four players cross platform uh, it is uh i don't know if it's cross platform it's not cross generation i know that which Th- people that would have be been... a nightmare uh yeah. we we need to play some more halos together get doogie play more halo yeah 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 i yeah. no, you gotta call it halos halos <laughs> I'm just doing what you said. I'm just, <laughs> just trying to get you to like me. <laughs> um, so I forgot. Yeah, I've been playing video games. Uh, I've been uh, I've been really <laughs> diving into uh, Warzone 
Uh, I hate that I love the game as much as I do, but it is so much fun. Um, the just it's if you're into a um, uh, if you're into something you can play with your friends, it's free, um, you know, and you if you get enough enjoyment out of it, you can buy the battle pass. Um, but it's just it's it's a fun game, fun, fun game to play with, uh, with your buddies. Uh, just the shouts out the rat squad. We got a buddy on PS4. And then another guy on PC, and we just get together and and jam, and it's great. Um, the the new Pacific map is really cool. We've been playing the Rebirth Island, the mini one, which the smaller maps with the less amount of players, I feel like a goddamn god because <laughs> you get on one good streak and you just wipe out a quarter of uh, yeah, the yeah. server, and if it's it's so much better, so much better. But that's that's that. Uh, Besides that, I've been doing taxes. I've been doing my taxes, and uh, tell you what, um, I've uh, I've uh, never received a tax return for any of my DJ gigs until now, and uh, it sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, the IRS has put a new form out called a 1099 NEC non employee compensation. Um, fucking sucks. Um, so uh, you know, and the Fed, IRS, uh, uh, taxation and stuff, don't like it. Mm-mm, not for me. <laughs> not for me. I always felt like um, Warzone was tough to get back into if you stopped playing. Like, uh, you know, around March, April 2020, I myself and, I, and you know, my friend John and sometimes a couple other people would play. And, and John and I played a lot. Like, I put almost like 200 hours into it, which I don't know the last time that happened with any game. Um, if ever, uh, maybe World of Warcraft, like, eons ago. But um, that was so... And then... And then you know out of nowhere we just stopped and then like to try to pick it up again like you know seven or eight months later i mean obviously you're trash because you you forgot how to play but it just like you know the meta or the like the guns that you're supposed to use like change so much and and i don't know it just felt like it was way tougher to get back into than it ever was to like start in the first place two two bits of advice uh yeah. one if, if you've been just out MP5 of it five all the time no, that's uh, um, see that's old. This is old news. Um, if um, if you've been out of it a while, come in and build a um, um, build a loadout with the perks you want, but just don't worry about the guns. Just random trash guns, and just focus on picking up the the loot that's on the map because those are typically uh, balanced pretty well with the current meta every once in a while they'll they'll adjust something and and people will um uh you know make a custom blueprint Mm. but just focus on the maps that are or the guns that are on the map and then i would another thing i would suggest if you really want to like start getting into it and like get the dust off um the ring rust wait till the beginning of season and buy a battle pass and Mm. they will Mm -hmm. give you um like new guns you get a few good blueprints for that season yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So that would be my suggestion. I think but... I have enough. I think I have a battles pa- battle pass worth of COD points as well because you know I played through the whole hundred levels in season two. So oh oh yeah yeah that'd be pre- that'd be pretty good. Um, I think I'm I'm gonna grind that game this weekend because I am so close to maxing out my first battle pass. Oh wow! So I'm I'm stoked for that. Um, but that's a. Uh... 
that's it for games. Uh, the Steam decks are just about to start coming out. I have mine on pre-order. Mine's going to be part of the second batch. I was, mm, supposed, nice. I, I was supposed to get mine in February, but everything got pushed out, so I don't it know did, when. My, they look super. Coming. I've read a few articles. I watched a couple videos. They look so cool. Yeah. And there's some complaints about like the size. I'm pretty sure we knew the size for a long time. Like, yeah. I, I don't... Um, and it's like not that big. It's like a bit bigger than like a Switch. I mean, quite a bit bigger than a Switch. But like, yeah, it's a lot thicker not, like, too. Uh, yeah oh yeah i guess it's i guess it would be a lot thick i don't know it's just such a cool idea i hope yeah. it does really well yeah me too i um uh really stoked for that oh uh, and before we move on to news i want to say i want to air a grievance i would uh, like to air a grievance in that you never let josh talk about the games he's been playing i think he already <laughs> talked about all the stuff he's been playing he talked about pokemon legends arceus does that yeah i i feel like that doesn't count i was complaining about control which yeah, i played see? a year ago yeah Oh, <laughs> well, then, Derek, why didn't you let him finish? Well, th- that was a specific topic. Yeah. And then you moved on to what you were playing. You asked me what I was playing. Yeah. But you could have been like, hey, why don't we let Josh? Well, but, but you, we you were like, you were like talking about what we were playing. We were talking but, about the, the Josh. But you were, like, you were like, you were like, oh, my God, the spotlights, on, the spotlights on me. I'm so excited. Let me talk about Dying Light 2. And you just that let it go. And now, and, now, and now the moment the spotlight's off you, you're like, oh, well, we can't, we can't move on. You, you're just, wow. Wow, Josh. I'm sorry that Derek did that to you. <laughs> no, I, I don't I think I'm going to quit. I think I'm done. Sorry, guys. It's all right. It's all right. No, all right. Don't that, blame was, you. That, was, that was level 200 last episode. No, Thanks, ended Derek. A, yeah. Ended episode 200 on, on a high note. <laughs> 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 um no uh i didn't even know you uh, uh i'm shocked that i didn't even realize that you uh went to pick up um pokemon ha- twitter hates it reddit hates it they say it looks like shit but th- th- those two places suck what do you think Let's i mean it. it's funny because on twitter and reddit i've seen everyone say that they love it so i think it just depends on when you're on it because Ever, especially since Sword and Shield came out, it's like either everything Pokemon is the best fucking thing ever made, or it's like man's greatest sin. Like <laughs> there's no in between. So, I personally, I haven't played that much of it because again, I got stuck on these fucking Game Pass games. But <laughs> I put in, I put in like three, four hours into it on launch day, and it's actually pretty cool. Um, it has, I don't know if either of you have seen any footage of it, but a little bit. Yeah, it's essentially like a kind of like a mix of Breath of the Wild and Monster Hunter in a way where you're there's like a hub village, you get missions from characters in the village, and then you walk around in this big like open world and catch Pokemon in real time. So, in a way, it has a real like Pokemon Go quality to it where the majority of the time you're playing it, you're going to be spending it like sneaking up on Pokemon and throwing Pokeballs at them to try to catch them in like in real time. So it's not necessarily like Mm. the turn-based battling that the main Pokemon games are like. Um, It does give, it does still give you the option where you can fight the Pokemon with whichever ones are in your party. And then it turns back into a turn-based battle system and it, is a lot more traditional where you weaken them when they're weak, you could throw the pokeball at them and that kind of thing. So it's kind of blending two different play styles and you can kind of approach it however you want, depending on the Pokemon. And it's just pretty cool too, because each one has its own personality and habitat and that kind of thing. So 
some of them will be more aggressive, whereas some of them will be more aloof and they won't really pay attention to what you're doing. Um, there's an increased focus on stealth too, which I thought was pretty interesting where like your likelihood of catching a Pokemon will go up if you sneak up on them from behind and if they never see you when you're trying to catch them and that kind of thing. But of course, depending on their personality, it'll be harder to sneak up on certain ones. So it's pretty cool so far. Again, I haven't gotten too deep into it. The only thing that I'm worried about so far is that it did start feeling kind of repetitive where... Already? already? Well, it, just because of like how Pokemon Go is, you know, all you're really doing for most of it is just flinging Pokeballs at things. Yeah. And so, so far in the little bit that I've played, that's kind of the majority of what um, of what I've been doing. And since since the game takes place in the past, in a way, it's kind of like a prequel to like every Pokemon game. So the part of the plot of the game is that you're putting together the first Pokedex. So like in the, in the newer games, you catch a Pokemon for the first time and it fills in all their data or whatever in this game, a lot to fill the Pokedex. A lot of the missions are like catch 20 of the same one. Oh no. To, to like get more data and then like catch, 10 without being spotted or or feed five of them before you catch them. So, you know, it's cool in the beginning, but the more you do it and the more the novelty wears off, you're like, fuck, I don't want to catch 30 more Bidoofs. I'm so fucking tired of looking at this thing. Oh, that sounds, that sounds disappointing. Yeah. And to my knowledge, um, actually Megan hasn't completely finished it. So I don't want to say this part. I don't want to accidentally give away something, but oh. Oh, she's covered. She's covering your ears. Never mind. Okay. All right. All to right. my, I, I remember hearing when the game first came out, well, it leaked a couple weeks ahead. So I think people who were playing the leaks were saying that after you beat the game, there's like a, a true ending with a secret boss and all this kind of stuff. And in order to unlock that, you had to do the large majority of the, of those quests. So Aww. I was just thinking to myself, fuck, that's going to be such a nightmare, like catching 50 of every single thing. I, I recently, <laughs> I recently heard that you have to beat Hades 10 times to get the actual ending of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Derek was talking about that before. Um, that's dumb. Yeah, that's part of the reason I haven't continued with Hades. But oh man, but yeah, like so far so good. I'm hoping once February fifteenth passes and I'm temporarily released from my Game Pass shackles that I can get deeper into it. Oh wait, is that when it uh it 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 uh expires? Yeah, it's every fifteenth, and then the last. It's like twice a month, so the fifteenth, and then whatever the last day of the month is, is when they get rid of stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. So your subscription isn't running out. No, they're just getting rid of stuff. And if there's games that I've been meaning to play that I haven't got around to playing yet, and they're on that list of stuff that's leaving, I usually just try to marathon them before they go away. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Got it. Unfortunately, February fifteenth is like four fucking games that are leaving. Two of them are <laughs> RPGs. Um, so that's just been my that's been my life, which. Speaking of, the next game that I put the most time into is Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age on Xbox, and that game is a fucking nightmare. Um, I played it originally on the PS2, and this is the first game where I felt like they were really trying to experiment and be really like, really weird with the gameplay styles and everything. So if either of you wait, remember... Wait, what's, the, what, what's the game called again? Uh, Final Fantasy XII. But no, what was, the, what was the, the subtitle? Oh, the subtitle was the Zodiac Age, which is just because they changed the level up system in this version. 
Oh, okay. okay to a new, okay. they call it a Zodiac system. So, like, the reason I never finished it on PS2 is because the level up system was just so fucking weird. Where there was two ver, there's two ways to level up, either through experience, like traditionally, where your HP goes up and your attack goes up whenever you go up a level, and then they had something else called the license board, where your character starts on a specific space and you had to spend license points to upgrade. Uh, their licenses and you needed licenses for like everything which is really annoying so for example you find a high level um, piece of armor and then you're like oh cool I want to wear it but you don't have the license for that armor so you can't actually (laughs) use it until you unlock the um, until you unlock their license so what happened on the PS2 version is that the board was completely wide open so you couldn't really see what you were leveling up. Like you could see what's adjacent to the space they're on, mm-hmm. but anything beyond that you couldn't really see. And so I got really, really stuck on the PS2 version because I accidentally spent all my points on like conflicting stat upgrades that didn't really fit that character or I moved them s- spaces really far away from the armor I found. So I couldn't actually wear that armor and I was stuck with like level one gear for certain people. And it was just really easy to like fuck yourself over and not be able to properly upgrade your character. And it was just super frustrating. I had to use like 80 potions on an early boss because I couldn't wear any of the equipment I found. (laughs) So, So that was part of the reason I never played it. And then the hook of this version, the Zodiac Age, is instead of having one giant open board that everybody shares... It kind of goes a more traditional route where each character picks a a job class Mm -hmm. and then each job class has its own specific board. So you can never really be in a position where you're leveling up uh, abilities that are irrelevant to that character because it's all tied to whatever job you pick. Now, are the jobs permanent or can you switch them out like tactics? It's well, yes and no. It's permanent in the beginning. Well, actually, it's permanent, period. But the further you get in the game... Could you even switch them out in tactics? Um, I can't you remember. can upgrade them in tactics, and that's actually what you can do in this version of the game. You can. Okay. Uh, the I do, I, I do want to. Can... I do want to take a quick pause. Uh, Derek put in the chat. Uh, sorry, be a minute. Dog threw up everywhere. Oh. <laughs> so, <clears throat> shouts out. Uh, shouts Elda, out to the to the doggo. To the I dog. Hate, I, get well soon. Yeah. Get, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hate. I I hate the word doggo. <clears throat> I hate it. I hate it. No, what? Why'd you say it? Because uh, I'm an idiot. No, no one, no one, no one said it. No one introduced it to the conversation. But until me, you did. I okay. I'm going to air another grievance with myself. Yes, I'm an idiot. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so this version of the game is a lot more enjoyable, but it's still kind of annoying because I think that license board is absolute shit, and it's part of the reason why Final Fantasy XII is one of my least favorite in the franchise. But like I said, I'm enjoying it more than the PS2 one. I'm getting through it pretty quick. And thankfully, you could speed up the battle speed to like four times. So le- grinding isn't nearly as obnoxious as it was in the original version. So that's cool. Hmm. And then the last one I'll talk... I played a lot of stuff. But the last one I'll talk about is Cyber Shadow, which is another game that was leaving Game Pass. Ooh, what the fuck on- is this? This sounds cool. It's a 2D... Uh, action platformer that's supposed to be like an homage to the nes ninja gaiden games and that kind oh, of oh dude stuff. what the fuck really and it's off yeah. of game pass it well yes and no so it, it went off of game pass on january 31st 
and I meant to just blast through it that weekend, but that was the weekend that I was telling you guys off air that a lot of stuff was going on. So I didn't have a chance to uh, get through it, but there's a trick where if you take your Xbox offline before it gets taken off and just leave, leave it on the game. Like you could just keep playing it for, I don't remember how long it, it waits till it checks the license again. I think it's like two or three weeks. So okay. I've been like, I've been kind of plugging away at that game whenever I get the chance. And it's, it's super cool. It's like, it doesn't feel exactly like the old Ninja Gaiden's. It's like a mix between Ninja Gaiden and say like the, or the old school Castlevanias or the Mega Man type of platformers where you like each one's separated by a level each one gets progressively harder. There's like two or three bosses scattered through and it's a lot of fun so far. Um, It's like, you know, you don't play a lot of games like this nowadays. So like stuff like this and it, it wasn't developed by yacht club games, but it was published by yacht club games. And they, from what I remember reading, this game was made by one person. Really? And And when yacht club games came in and offered to publish the game, like that person, the person who made it was still the only one who was primarily developing and programming it. But Yacht Club was giving him a lot of like advice and input from their experience with Shovel Knight to like make it better. And yeah, and I really, really like it so far. I'm surprised that more people don't talk about it because it's it like a really cool dope. retro game. It looks really dope. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just on Game Pass right now, just looking at some of the screenshots. And I, I saw that Final Fantasy uh, 10, 10, 2 HD remaster is on here holy shit why did i why was i not alerted sooner that yeah the, that final fantasy 10 was on here i, I think f- it was a few years ago where they promised that every uh final fantasy game at least from the playstation onwards would be on game pass and they had a whole like timeline of when they were going to release them but then they ended up delaying a bunch of them so the schedule got all messed up my my uh, have you played this yet uh, which the re- one? The remaster, ten re- remaster. Not on Xbox. I have it on Vita. If... Can you can you speed up shit? Yeah. Okay, because I've I've played this game so many times, but the the intro where you're like running from Sid and you're like learning, like meeting all the people, is so tedious. Uh, so if I can speed through that, that would be ideal. Be yeah, ideal. I think all of the all of the remasters and re releases have an option to speed up the like speed up the world map ex- exploration speed up the battles and then the, you can usually skip the cutscenes too if you've already played the game and just want to get through the uh oh dude that's absolutely tremendous holy shit <laughs> game of the year right now yeah um, um derek is still a... cleaning up puke by the way <laughs> oh no no worries you can you know take take your time derek the dog you know the dog the dog's important needs needs the attention but uh <laughs> but yeah the, on an aside uh Back when I was trying to finish Final Fantasy IX before it left Game Pass, do you remember how to get the Excalibur II sword? Uh, I never played nine. I've never okay. played nine. But wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Oh god, there is what? Oh god, it, uh, it's coming back to me that it's really tedious, right? It's, hyper it's like really fucking stupid because it's really hard to get. And then you could only you get it in the final dungeon, so you could only really use it for two fights, pretty oh, much. But do, uh, don't you have like a time limit to get to it? Yeah, I think you have to get to it in less than ten hours. So yeah. basically, you have to beat the whole game in less than ten hours. And since you're on such a tight time limit, you can't 
really do any side stuff to make yourself stronger either. Like there's a whole strategy where you're supposed to level up as little as possible and use some abilities that make you do more damage if you have if you're weaker or something like that. But it's just such a hassle. I've never done it. But the cool thing about the remastered version is that you could speed the game up to like four times speed, but the game clock still goes at normal time. <laughs> so when I when I played it on Xbox, I just turned on like infinite HP, infinite limit break, four times speed, and I got the I got the sword at the end. There was like an achievement for it too. So that's like sure, like I didn't I didn't earn it at all, and it was a big fucking cheat. But I'm proud of it all the same because I would have never got it other otherwise. Yeah, who cares at that point? Yeah. And like uh, I said, it's pretty useless because you could only use it in the last dungeon. If I remember correctly, by the time you get to the sword, you can't go back anyway. So you're like locked into that last little bit of game by the time you get it. Okay. Um, mm. Sorry. I'm. Oh, my God. It's, uh, I, I shouldn't be exploring uh, Game Pass. Oh, there's a, there's a free update anniversary DLC for SnowRunner. Get. Hello. <laughs> free. Have you been claiming your free Halo uh, skins and all that stuff? No. How do you what what? How do you do that? Um, there should be a perks section on the Game Pass menu. Perks. Mm-hmm. Game Pass. All right. Oh, perks! Look at this. There's a button and everything. These perks yeah. are ready to grab uh, as part of the Game Pass Ultimate membership. Check back often. We're adding. I I, I don't have Ultimate. <clears throat> oh, I didn't realize it has to be Ultimate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they give they have like Halo skins. They have skins for Avengers for the like five people who still play that. Um, uh, yeah, look at this two month trial of Hulu multiplayer for Doom Eternal PC console race hell three cosmetic packs. New Genesis Fantasy Star Online two. Um, is that any good now? Um, the people who play it swear by it. Like I played it for a real little bit and then decided I don't have time to get invested in this, so I never picked it back up. I, uh, I, I, I remember, because I, I, I used to play the shit out of that game on GameCube, um, um, and uh, when, I, when it came out, when it launched on the Windows Store uh, a year ago, yeah, PSO 1 and 2, it came out on the Windows Store, it was, it fucking sucked. Uh, I was like, man, I used to play this game, this, <clears throat> this sucks, so I might have to... Um, uh, I might have to go try it again. Did I ever tell you the, I guess we should hold off on news until Derek's back. So in the meantime, did, did I ever tell you the sword, um, sword art? What the fuck? Um, <laughs> fantasy star online story where I asked, I asked Megan to get me a used copy that was like miles away. No, let's hear it. Let's hear it. it, it uh, does she need to come on and air some grievances? Um, I think she's I think she's engrossed in control, ironically, since we were just talking about So she about turned it. the PlayStation on. No, she it's been on before we started recording. Oh, okay. And it was on it's on the Xbox, so Okay. But yeah. Um but yeah, like I saw there was like a used copy and this is when the game started kind of getting rare. It was the PSO one and two for GameCube, I think. Mm-hmm. Or or three. I don't remember. It might have been three. Um, three three was like that card game. Uh, yes. And then there was Fantasy Star Universe, which was... Oh, that game sucked. Did you ever Did play it? that? No, 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 no. It wasn't bad. It had the most ridiculous, cheesy opening. Like, maybe when the show's over, you can pull it up on YouTube, but... Okay. It was, it was basically a single-player game that was trying to integrate a lot of the online mechanics, and it just didn't work. 
Got it, got it, got it, got it, got but, it. But yeah, but um, Megan is nice enough to try to go get me this copy because I was stuck at work and I was afraid it was going to sell out. And this is around the time a lot of the GameCube games started getting bought up because it was in the transition to like the 360 era and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Stuff was starting to become rarer. So I was like really worried about it getting sold out. So Megan hops on the bus and goes like miles away on her day off to go get this game for me. And on the way back, like once she got it on the way back on the bus, some I'm trying to remember exactly how it happened, but basically like everyone's just kind of starts looking at her and she doesn't really know why. And then she turns around like the guy behind her had like silently threw up and like got on her. Oh my God. And, And they had to like stop the whole bus and like, essentially like quarantine it and all these people are trying to help her and did like, did he help. get it on the game thankfully no okay all right so the important part was it taken care of y- yeah of course so <laughs> so you know the precious cargo is secured minimal casualty oh hey that's and... a de- that's a death stranding reference i got that <laughs> love but... death stranding oh welcome welcome back puke boy <laughs> and <laughs> yeah um... speaking of on the subject <laughs> speaking of vomit yeah so and then, of course, after all that trouble to show my gratitude, I never played that game. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I think it's like in a, in a box in our closet by now. <laughs> oh, my God. Derek, what happened? Um, still dealing with it. Keep talking. Okay. Well, we're, 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 we're circling the drain here. Yeah, just on the theme. Of he, just he just left. He just left. He just up left. <laughs> Um. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Let, let you want to run down the Nintendo Direct? Oh yeah, let's go for it because I feel like I have a lot to say on it. How yeah. about you start? Because I um, I have to piss time. so bad. <laughs> oh god, go for yeah. it! I'll take over. I'll take over. Okay. All right. Well, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna go through the list and then okay. I'll go and then I'll go piss and then I'll okay. come back. All right. Um, okay. I've been. I've. I was on a podcast, uh, a local podcast where um the host straight up will will have a piss break and he'll go and he'll he'll start it off by like all right shane tell us the story about the first time you ever came in a woman and then he gets up and walks away and goes take a piss and that's like his shtick so <laughs> i guess i guess i could do that here but that's not so we got a uh, fire emblem th- uh three houses is getting a moosh what's a mooshu spinoff is that like a uh. is that like a fucking what's it called the who are the what's the what's the what's the what's the um the PlayStation game with the Chinese big battles um oh. <laughs> the Dynasty Warriors yes <laughs> is that a Mushu Musu uh, yes I believe I believe the Weebs call it Muso okay I just call it a Dynasty Warriors mm. um <laughs> Chinese well I think I think the name I think the name comes from because in Japan those games are called like Muso something I don't oh, remember the full okay. title okay I like Chinese big battle. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, stick that one in their back pocket when they yeah. run, when they lose the license. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no Man's Sky is coming to the Switch. That's f- fucking dope. Uh, Mario Strikers Return with Battle League, uh, Chrono Cross Remaster coming to Switch. I never played any of the Chrono 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 games, which I feel like I, I'm severely lacking on. Uh, Wii Sports is getting a c- sequel on the Switch. Xenoblade Chronicles Three. The chat. The, the YouTube chat hated this announcement, hated it. And I don't know why. Like, it's a, it's a beloved game, absolutely beloved game. Uh, mm. I, lo- I lost my mind when Mother and Earthbound are uh, coming to the Switch. And yet they're both called, one, one's called Mother and then the other one's called, or no, Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings. That's that's a, like a weird subtitle. 
Dude, that announcement is fucking hilarious because I think everyone is expecting three to pop up. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, you know, you've been asking for three for twenty years, and we've here at Nintendo, we've heard you. So here's Earthbound one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Mario Kart is getting uh, a series of uh, uh, um, DLC, uh, which also the chat um, hated, absolutely hated. Um, Why do you think that is? Because everyone is expecting a full sequel. Yeah, because they because there was a lot of like, um, uh, there was a lot of hype coming around. Like Mario Kart Nine is in the works, and Nintendo's got some big stuff planned for Mario Kart Nine, and uh, at least something, but this DLC, and also, I hate commenters. I, unless you're commenting on our show and rating us, uh, make sure you rate us on Spotify and iTunes <laughs> and Google. Um, you are our commenters are the best, but YouTube live chats, especially for Nintendo, someone was like 20, 25 bucks for one map. One course that's stupid. I'm like, what did you? Fuck? When did, did they you... ever even slightly imply that? Exactly. It's like they've said six, like like eight courses and six waves. So you're getting all these like, and he's like, twenty five bucks for one map. Like, stupid. Like, so people are people are dumb. But the cool thing about it is that if you have the expansion, the Nintendo Online expansion pass. Oh yeah, it comes included with it. So. For all the people that were complaining that it's too expensive, if you play the Animal Crossing DLC and you play the Mario Kart DLC, that pays for it already. Oh, is the Animal Crossing DLC free? It, with the same same arrangement, if you have the expansion pass, the Animal Crossing DLC is included. Otherwise, it's twenty five bucks. And, and like fifty, what fifty bucks for a single license, right? Mm-hmm. And then eighty bucks for the family, and you could split that up to eight ways. So. That seems way too tedious. I'll just spend the $50 on something that I'll never use. Typical, typical. Um, <laughs> but that's that, that's cool that you get those uh, other DLCs. Um, mm. Portal and... Oh, I got popping my piece. Portal and Portal 2 coming to the Switch. Triangle Strategy got a new trailer. Um, live Alive or Live of Live? I've never heard of this. And yet Carlos was losing his shit on Twitter. No, dude, yeah. It's like, just for the history behind it, it was this early early-ish RPG that was released on Super Nintendo, but it never got released outside of Japan because it sold. It didn't sell well. Mm-hmm. But it has like a cult following because a lot of really prominent RPG developers worked on it, That some of which essentially got their start on it before they got big. So it's like one of the composers is one of the people who's since worked on like Final Fantasy VI and uh, Xeno, all the way up to like Xenoblade and then the, if I remember correctly, the director went on to make Chrono Trigger. Okay. And like a lot of the mechanics in that game are like more primitive uh, versions of mechanics that would go on to be part of like some of the biggest RPGs ever made. So it's okay. So, a, so it has pedigree. Well, I yeah. guess like a not what's 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 a pedigree is something that comes later what's pre-pedigree uh i don't know i've never got that far (laughs) i I, I just know i just know that i just know it's the dog food (laughs) and and it's and it's triple h's finisher okay all right and i don't know i don't know really comes before that uh does does pre come for i don't i don't never mind we're gonna let that slide uh so it's got it's got like the it's got 
standing in the community basically mm-hmm. yeah for sure um uh, that's kind of cool speaking, speaking of though this directs just felt like it was reviving so many dead franchises it's oh yeah like, Klonoa. Klonoa one and two yeah that 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 was uh um, um uh, sorry, I just saw the Kirby in the Forgotten Land is going to have something called Mouthful Mode. That explains all the really weird memes that I was seeing. <laughs> <clears throat> is it just me, or does that Kirby game look like Last of Us 2? Yes, yes. It's got a very uh, Last of Us 2 vibe. And then what's this um, front mission? Is this part of the... Uh, not Septera Core. Oh, it's its own series. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, th- that's a that's another dead franchise that they brought back up because uh, uh, that's like this Square Enix uh, real time strategy series where the characters are all in mechs. That's kind of the hook of it. Got it. And I think there's like I think there's like six of them. I think the last one that came out was like on the 360 or PS3 like years ago, and now all of a sudden they're remastering one and two for. I think most of the games that got announced on this direct actually are coming out on multi-platform so okay okay yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if front mission was on series i know that uh the chrono cross remaster is being released on a bunch of other platforms too um but yeah that, that was one of the things that was really interesting to me like both third and first party franchises that have been dead for a while like you mentioned mario strikers and i was super excited for that because as far as i'm concerned mario strikers is the best mario sports spinoff there is but there hasn't been a new one since the wii version so be seeing that coming back and i think they did i hear right that they said there's going to be eight player local on that oh uh, i missed that part of the direct so i'm not sure because that's crazy because like even when you go into the controller menu on the switch it only has slot, a room for four slots so i don't know how that's going to work but hmm. i remember them saying that you could Wait, play can't, eight can't, players. You, can't you do eight players with like a game like one two switch that I don't remember. Uh, um, I know Smash Brothers had eight players on the Wii U. Um, I'm not sure if they had it on the Switch version because I never used it anymore. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I thought that was cool that you can essentially play a full four on four game locally on the on the Mario uh, Mario Strikers game that's coming. So that was awesome. Well, I just want to bring you up like an elevator, not down like also an elevator. Yo, it's Word Burglar. I'll tell you later. I'm the host of the Geekscape podcast. Do you still like this movie where a guest and I find out if we still like a movie that we used to like? I'm also a rapper of rhymes and I got a brand new vinyl crowdfunder on Bandcamp right now for the MacGuffin device LP. 14 tracks of old school hip hop infused with geeky, nerdy things like vinyl collecting, comic books, video games, action figures, cartoons, Dungeons and Dragons, all kinds of dope stuff wrapped up over old school hip hop beats and turntablism. You can help support at wordburglar.com and hopefully I can get in your ears soon. Geekscape forever! All right. Um, I was really stoked with Advance Wars one and two remakes because that was announced somewhat recently or at the most previous direct. Correct? Yeah, it was originally supposed to come out in December and they delayed it. I think, but it's been a while since they've done a direct, so I think I want to say it was like in September. Okay, I remember that. But but seeing the trailer and like that, all the generals are are voiced. Super super stoked for that game. Um. And then, uh, I didn't realize Splatoon 3 was coming out this summer. Like, pretty pretty new. I need to go pre-order that. 
Yeah, because they said, I remember they said it was coming out this year, but they didn't specify a date until this direct. So I thought it was pretty cool. Some of the new features they showed for Salmon Run. Um, what were those? I, I, I missed that part. Oh, yeah, it was just like new enemy types and that kind of thing. Did you play Salmon Run on part two at all? Um, yes, yes, I did. Yeah, so it was a lot. It seemed like it was more of the same, but with a lot of new enemy types and that kind of thing. And it's like, I don't even know if I want to start that mode up again because I got addicted to it for a while, but then I got super bored of it eventually. But I felt obligated to keep going because I didn't want to miss out on the rewards. And what, so are the we'll new, what are the new features? There was some enemies that would like, uh, they would swim through the ink and try to like eat you from underneath and but they could only swim in like opposing ink. So the other enemies would try to cover up your ink and give them more space to run. Oh, and then on the contrary, if you covered the space with your ink, you would get stuck and it would be easier to kill. Um, there was another one that was like in the, it was almost like a UFO and it was floating around in the air. I know the previous game had a UFO too, but this one behaved different. Um, can't remember the exact features though. Like, I need to go back and watch the whole direct again because I was watching it at work with the volume down and trying not mm. to get caught. So a lot of the details I missed out on, but I think they showed, I want to say they showed like two or three new enemy types in the mode. And it was essentially just confirming that Salmon Run was coming back. Oh, oh another I, thing I noticed that I just remembered was um, how the main goal of it was to deliver the salmon eggs, but it, looks like now you're going to have the ability to pass it to a teammate. So say if you're about to get killed while you're carrying the eggs, instead of losing them, you can toss them to a teammate before you get killed. So that way they're still in play. So I thought that was pretty cool too. Was there uh was there any, any other news that, uh, uh, Oh, Sony bought Bungie, Sony bought mm. Bungie, which was, uh, like after the Microsoft, uh, acquisition of, uh, Activision Blizzard, and then Sony comes out and buys Bungie, and uh, it took me a second. I was like, "Wait, what does Bungie make besides Destiny?" That's it. But, yeah. Um, one thing that I do like when Sony acquires a studio, they just let them do their thing. Like they mm-hmm. don't. They're just like, "All right, you're you're under us, but go for it." Um, which is which is something that I I think is uh, really cool. And then. Uh, I'm just looking at the list here. Skate four is coming to. Wow. Whoa. Skate four is coming soon. It's launching soon. That's why did I, how did I miss this? Yeah. That's the first I'm hearing of it. What the yeah. Fuck? <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Skate four. Uh, it's coming out soon. All right. That's it. Um, well, Derek isn't back uh, from uh, uh, cleaning up puke. Uh, is there anything else you want to say or should we just uh, end it here? Uh, did you hear how um, Microsoft came out, I think, yesterday and said that they're planning on continuing to release Activision Blizzard games on PlayStation beyond their current um, their current contractual obligations? Oh, because I remember when it was happening, they said that they were going to maintain their contract, but uh, but pass. That's I mean, it, that makes sense because these games are just just a fuck ton of of income like the amount of money that people spend on warzone alone for battle passes and uh cosmetics it would be dumb for them to limit the um, install base for that right they said they want to bring some of the activision blizzard games to nintendo consoles too 
Mm-hmm. Oh, well, welcome. Okay, all right, we need a puke update. What happened? Oh, uh, well, it's a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to tell this on the show. I don't want to tell this on the show. Okay. I'll tell you guys all after. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, we okay. were uh, we well, were just about to end the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We... I thought I was. I thought the show was going so well. To, I was like, I'm on fire tonight, and then all of that happened, and <laughs> it all fell apart. Well, we spent a lot of time talking about the direct. Was there anything that stood out to you? I mean, I'm stoked for the Mario Kart courses, which I'm sure that you guys talked about. Yeah. Um, really. Yeah, but I'm never playing with you, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, really interesting that they decided to like. I mean, when's the last time Mario Kart got an update? Also, it's like a, a deluxe version of a Wii U game. Like they were really milking this one. Um, it's so really interesting to me that they chose to, you know, remaster 48 more courses instead of like releasing a new game. Um, yeah, that was that was the big thing for me. Was I was stoked? It wouldn't have seen it coming for sure, especially not for a game that old. But uh, stoked mm-hmm. to see the um, the Mario Kart uh, stuff. The Mario Kart tracks I'm, I'm really excited that they're adding Mario Kart Tour stuff to it because I feel like Mario Kart Tour has some really, really great courses that have never been on console before, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they release so many new courses like every two weeks that there's just such a wealth of um, material that they could pull from it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Sorry. Uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see too, because they're like there's they. I mean, they showed an image of like the logos or whatever from all the games. Like, how do you, you know, like how do you uh, transition like a cart a, a course from like Double Dash or something like something that was built around these like other mechanics that that Mario Kart Eight doesn't have. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that translates to this other game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, what do you say we ended there, boys? I say we should end it. Hmm? What do you say? Yeah, I got to get my beauty sleep. The Uncharted movie's coming up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was level 200, everybody. Thank you for sticking around with us all these years. We made it to level 200. I didn't think we would, but we did. Um, as always, you can find us on Geekscape.net, on Twitter, at Geekscape Games. Uh, you can't find me anywhere else. But Derek, where can people find more of you? Yeah, I am at dcranavelt on Twitter, and I am Captain K seventeen across gaming platforms. And Josh, and I'm at Enu Joshua on all social media platforms and video game platforms. Yeah, thank you very much. Give us a rate. Uh, ratings on Spotify are helpful on whatever we appreciate it. Uh, give us a review. Uh, tell a friend. What I like to do is is take a parent's phone and subscribe us <laughs> to us and uh just help us out we appreciate it we've been we've uh we love uh producing content for all of the the gamers out there but we'll see we'll see you guys back here in a fortnight bye everybody bye. you're listening to the geekscape network 